Well, hello there. Thank you so much for coming and listening to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. It just it just so happens to fall on my birthday. And I'm super excited for this specific birthday because I just turned 44. I know I told everybody 44 on the 4th. And I like the 444 idea in 2020. And what's funny is that I had no idea that this episode with Heather Parody was going to drop on my birthday. I'm super excited for this human being. I'm super excited for what she's doing on the Unconventional Leaders podcast and the leadership she's bringing to the Facebook group. It is so heartwarming that it just blows my mind. I look up to her. We're learning so much about each other. And this episode is very special and where we dig deep into how we create the power with our mind and focus on mental health. Because if your mind is healthy, your entire body will be healthy. And to make your mind healthy, you need to work on that healthy body. So thank you so much for coming and listening to this episode. Have an amazing, amazing day. And cue the episode. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with the host of the Unconventional Leaders podcast, Heather Perrodin. She has a master's in counseling and loves the topic of mental health. No wonder we're so attracted to each other in that mind because we love mental health. We love the mind and the power that it can create. What's funny, what's really interesting is that The underdog or the person who had the most adversity is someone who becomes the greatest. Her favorite thing to do in the world is traveling and meeting strangers. She got to be a zombie in Walking Dead and a lover of acting and running. I'm excited to bring her onto the podcast and talk to her a bit about her journey. So without further ado, enjoy the episode with Heather Paraday. All right. So Heather, thanks for coming on to the podcast. <laughs> this is Hacks and Hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I like to get started is, you know, I have a little intro, but I like what you did with your Seth Godin podcast episode. And I'm, I'm sure you're doing the same thing on other ones where you have you're recording the intro after the fact, not wasting time of the, yeah. of the guest. And this or, is why I do it because I've noticed like uh, whenever I used to read bios, one of two things would happen. Either I would mess up something because mm-hmm. I'd be kind of nervous in front of the person reading their bio yeah. or B, they would be like bored out of their mind. Uh, so <laughs> that's why I pre-record them. <laughs> I've read that so many times. Yeah. I don't want to read it again. Yeah. So... We've all, I mean, we've been connected on the unconventional leaders for some time and it's, it's an amazing community that you've grown. I'm, I'm super excited and super 
you know, honored to be part of it, to be able to collaborate with all the folks that are on there. Um, and we've heard of your story here and there. So tell us, but tell us a version of a story that, that no one's heard before. Oh, wow. The version of the story no one has heard before is how, uh, how messy and windy and insecure I've been through the whole thing. We were just chatting prior about how you're always questioning yourself. Uh, if you could be like a fly on the wall, I'm, I'm amazed how many people think like, like, Oh, you're so confident, you know, you, you know, blah, blah. And pre people's perceptions are so interesting. Uh, because I, I'm not like, I worked really hard to take consistent action over the past few years towards this like um, grayish dream of mine that I can't even articulate sometimes and just move forward anyway. Uh, but the path has been so freaky and crazy. And um, I try to share as much as that as I can, but a lot of times people associate action with confidence. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like you don't really become confident without action, you have to take action first in the midst of it all. So long story short, I just, the highlight of my story has just been this totally freaked out, unqualified girl who questions herself all the time and doubts and is freaked out and is wondering if she's making the right decisions, but <laughs> stubborn as hell and just going ahead and trying anyway. No, oh, that's awesome. Because, um, when you are consistent and you take action, I think that's, that's the, That's the thing that a lot of people struggle. Like, okay, I'm I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm consuming. But what action am I taking towards whichever direction I think I want to go? I mean, like they say, when a plane takes off, it's not always pointing the direction that it needs to go, right? It's always changing courses, but it knows what destination it needs to get to. And it's that journey that we all go through that makes the difference on how we really make the change and bring our reality or our dreams into reality, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much hesitation around action because we want like a bullet point plan of like A, B, C, D, E. This yeah. has been proven method for success. And that's why a lot of marketers are, you know, really banking is because mm -hmm. they sell that formula yeah. and yeah, it may work for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And your path is a lot different than my path. And we would have to honor that and trust our instincts that there's something intuitively telling us what the next step is. And that sometimes that step isn't going to make sense. Mm -hmm. And we're almost always not going to feel ready for it. Uh, a lot of times planning and researching is a form of procrastination. And we don't really figure out what feels right until we do it. And that's why the education system is so interesting. Because a lot mm -hmm. of times people go through and they feel like learning everything is going to give them the answers. But until they get into the field and start doing the work, they realize, is this really what I like and enjoy right. and feel gifted in? That's why you see all these people with all these degrees they're not using. That's me. Um, because <laughs> we have to become practitioners first and just really get in the dirt. And the truth is most yeah. of the stuff, unless you need a license for it, you can learn for free online. Anything and everything. The reason we buy courses and memberships and coaching and all of that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. um, I've bought all those things. I sell those things. There's nothing wrong with it. But the reason we buy it is for community and accountability. Yeah. The truth is all the knowledge is already out there for free. Think of what you want to do. 
go to Google, type in the exact phrase that's in your head. How do I do this? And you will find all the information oh my God, yeah. start today. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a courage gap. Exactly. And yeah. you know, you, you make a really great point about people doing the research. It's almost like somebody bought Tony Horton's, um, you know, 90 P90X and you probably heard of it. Oh yeah. Right? Sure. And there's a review on Amazon and the guy's like, I watched this entire thing and I didn't see any change (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't, you, you sure you can watch it, but you actually got to put in the effort and a similar example that from personal uh, last year. So we, we bought a playset for the kids and it's, we bought it last spring and it was sitting in the garage for at least three months. And I was like, all right, let me get this out and see what it's going to take to build it. So it came with a, a hefty 52 step book and there's like six boxes. I'm like, all right, it's going to go into space, make sure the space is set up. But then once I started working and following the step-by-step, I was able to complete it within 20 hours, like 24 hours is how much it took me. I mean, sure. It took me about three days or maybe two weeks. I can't remember, but right. I put in the time every day, one hour, two hours of bring the parts out and it's got every single thing marked. There's little baggies with numbers and, and different types of screws. It tells you put these things together and you will get the results that you want. And I think that's what that's, I mean, that 20 hours got me the result that I bought for, and that's why marketing to a very niche audience, like, hey, you want to build a podcast? You got to find you. You got to make sure you follow these four steps. You want to launch a business? You got to follow these steps. And sure, you could do all the research you want, but you got to put in the put in the work to be able to get to that destination. Yeah, one of my favorite. I'm, I'm saying that jokingly. Questions mm-hmm. is when people say. Heather, should I do this? What should I do? And I'm like, (laughs) listen, there isn't a should or should, especially with like platforms, because I get all the time, like, should I start a podcast? Should I be on Pinterest and all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know, should you? Like, (laughs) you have to figure that out for yourself. And the Mm -hmm. way we figure that out, I think, is first of all, going first, tuning in to ourselves, not looking at all the noise and hearing all the things, because if you do that, you're going to be on a crazy rabbit chase because one expert will tell you this and another one will tell you that tune in and say like, what feels right to me right now? What do I enjoy? Which I love why you bring up hobbies, you know, in your podcast, like Mm -hmm. what brings me life and joy? Do I enjoy talking into a microphone? Do I like writing on a blog? Do I enjoy spending my time doing this? And that is such a huge key thing because Mm -hmm. this stuff is work, man. Like whether you like it or not, this is work. And so spend your time doing something you naturally enjoy because you're going to be doing it for a little while if you want to see, oh, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And then the other thing that, you know, you bring, you bring up some really good questions. Should I be on Pinterest? Should I be on these platforms? Well, you're absolutely right. It, it, you have to look into, okay, what I'm working on, what I'm working on today, or where am I spending my most time? Am I spending a lot of times in a group that talks about technology, in a group that talks about hobbies? If that's what your passion is, go after it with full force because that's bringing you joy. 
Absolutely. And people want to be around people who are lit up and excited and in their zone. That's what we're attracted to. It's not about how much you know and all that. Mm -hmm. It's about the energy that you're radiating and you really being in your lane. People love that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and folks just need to embrace their own energy and I, and go after that. So I've been a user experience designer for the past 20 years. Right. And it all comes to me kind of naturally because I've been doing it for so long, but I'm like, I want to do something different. Well, and then I was like, okay, I still can if I choose to. And that's why I have so many different hobbies because I just want to expand my mind and bring that knowledge back to user experience because we all experience things differently and we all come up with different idea ideologies. And when you expand your mind uh, by looking into different things from different perspectives, I think you open up your mind even more. And for example, when I took my beekeeping class two years ago, so cool. Right. <laughs> That's so cool. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like learning about queen bees and worker bees and drones and, you know, their life cycle. It's like, holy smokes, you know, it, all of this is decoded, is encoded in their DNA. We, they don't need to learn anything. It's pre-cycled. But human beings, we have the ability, ability to learn new skills every yes. single moment of the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I've, I've noticed myself getting so one dimensional too, where it's like, I kind of stuff my own creativity and my own potential because I'm not willing to get outside of the entrepreneurial marketing, you know, digital stuff mm-hmm. and just explore other areas and do something that's completely outside of the box of that. And I notice anytime that I do engage in anything outside of that. I get the most ideas and I feel so much more alive when I do return to work. And it's hard for me because I'm a very type A, mm-hmm. uh, masculine energy driven type person in real life. Like mm-hmm. it's hard pulling myself away from it. But, um, man, this past year when I've been playing a little bit more, it's brought so much life to yeah. my work. Because I think what it does, it, it lightens up your other part of your brain. Because you're analytical, analytical, analytical. Now you've got your right brain coming with ideas, being more creative. And it just connects, like connects things in ways that you can never imagine. I think it was Seth Godin that said, everything that you want to invent has already been invented. Like there's no new inventions coming on. It's people collaborating is what's happening. Yes. So powerful. So what are some of your motivations for the things that you do on a daily basis? What are some motivations? Um, I'm really driven by the idea. And I don't know if this is healthy or not, but I'm being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. The idea of regret, like regret, really, I think about that a lot. There's a lot of people in my life who um, have that and didn't really run after things. Um, so I'm really driven by that because I don't, I want to, whether I die when I'm 35 or 85 or whatever Mm -hmm. that is, I just don't want that moment to be like, Oh, I wish I would have just gave a little more of myself and Mm -hmm. tried a little more. Um, and not in like a, I need to succeed way, but just knowing you gave all you had and left all your cards on the table. That's what I'm really driven by that. And, um, 
I don't know. I am raising two daughters and I, I want them to feel super, um, equipped and I want them to just have, don't feel like things are limited because of anything. Um, whether it's their gender or whatever, um, I want them, but you know, they may grow up and want to be a stay at home mom and be like the best stay at home mom ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they're the best or they want, might want to be a CEO of a company one day or, you know, what, whatever they, they, they are. I just want them to feel like they're strong as a woman. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't afraid to try and be strong as a woman myself, which hasn't been modeled to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I'm really trying to figure out what that looks like. Messy, super messy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd say those nice, you know, uh, that's a really good point. Creating a model that your children, that our children can look up to and say like anything is possible. Like I am possible. It's not impossible. It is. I am possible. Right. And I think I learned a lot of that from my mom and my parents because they're like, anything is possible. And my mom would. And I have these fondest memories. She'd pick up anything and make it happen. Like she, she was, she still sews. Like she's a you know badass seamstress. And I keep telling her, you know, you should be teaching this stuff <laughs> to people. She's like, I don't want to do that. Why don't you do it? But um, like growing up, she's like, oh, this door is you know getting caught up on this on this carpet let's just take the door out and then we'll just trim the bottom. I was like, what? You could do that? <laughs> like, yeah. So my, a lot of my hobbies, you know, and the curiosity for them, I think comes from that need to be able to take things apart and put them back together. Cool. And that came from her. I think so. I mean, and then, the entrepreneurship, I, I keep thinking, you know, wh- why do I have this entrepreneurship need or curiosity or, or, you know, want to be able to do this? And every single one of my mom's siblings is in one type or another business. My, my grandfather, he used to run a store back in India, right? He had like, a, you know, proper mom pop grocery store you go go there buy stuff I'm like that's really interesting and then when i came to the states my one of my uncle was doing event business one of my other uncles he was um selling books islamic books and materials uh one of them selling cars so everybody's involved in some kind of entrepreneurship business and whatnot and i was like that's really interesting and, and i keep coming back to it and i've tried this so many different times you know launched uh, i came up with the name humble zone like 20 years ago and i was like okay this is going to be like a web development company i can assemble computers and then this it's changed over times and it's just been really fascinating to see what's happening in the world and like internet marketing has has been so powerful and i've been i've been for some one way or another being pulled at it um i remember this one guy at dale um 
15 years ago, he has something called the 30 day challenge where he teaches you the process of how to make $10 online. And then there was Frank Kern and it's like, it's all about the process. Once you know the process, once you break through that glass ceiling, it's not even a glass ceiling, actually, it's a ceiling. Once you break through that ceiling, you see all these different possibilities. Yeah. I think that's what I'm driven by is, is yeah. the, the, you said it possibility. Um, prior and in, in my prior life, I was a therapist mm -hmm. uh, for really at risk youth. And there was so much talent there. And, but they would always just be like, so like, okay, you have to go to school. You have to go to school. And some of them just weren't naturally you know, good at school. And there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. I wasn't, I really struggled in school myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the internet has opened up this possibility where not only can you make an income and a good one, if you mm -hmm. want to, uh, but also you can like impact and reach a lot of people for yeah. very minimal costs yeah. as of right now. And so, um, it's a really beautiful time to be alive. And I think you know, it's been demonized a lot. People are like, oh, things are getting so digital. It's ruining mm. the world. And I'm like, well, we can look at it that way. Or we can look at it and see, wow, look at the possibility here for good people to do great things with the tools that are in our hand. Absolutely. It's, and that's what's it's just fascinating. And the, the, one of the reasons why it's gotten such a bad rap is because those same people, that use advertising for newspaper and television have taken over and, and blown the internet with all of these ads and pop-ups because they've brought that same philosophy to this world. Mm -hmm. And that's what's turned people off. Like, I don't yeah. really see pop-ups. I don't, you know, there's ISPs for, what was this, light speed. You could get free internet access but then you got to watch all of these ads and banner ads. Yep. This is, um, you know, in the nineties and, and whatnot, but. Well, and we're are, coming out of that. We're, we're coming out we're, of it. I think there's a lot of hope. Oh, yeah. Seth Godin's freaking amazing. He talks about permission marketing mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, used to old school way of thinking about it is, you know, you put something in front of somebody's face and they buy from you and they want to be involved in you because of its exposure. Yeah. Exposure doesn't work anymore. We have to connect. And we have yeah. to build trust and we have to get more human online, which scares the crap out of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I was at a workshop the other day and somebody, I told someone, I said, people just want to know who you are. And she goes, I don't want people to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I felt so bad for her and I could empathize with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. We're getting sick of it. It's, it's getting, um, it's having the opposite effect where yeah. it used to work and people want to work with you. Now it repels people. And so it's really important for us as leaders and entrepreneurs and marketers to really have a cold hard look at ourselves and not saying we have to put everything online. I mean, right. people like Gary Vee, he doesn't put everything online. He doesn't post pictures of his personal life, but no. we feel like we know him. We feel you know like we know mean? him, but we don't know and, his And that's not because of him being overly sharing. It's because when he does show up, he shows up fully and there's no fakeness there. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, and, and that's why he pushes so much around self-awareness. Mm -hmm. like be self-aware of who you are. Sure, you might, not, you might not want to share with people who you are, but come as you are in the context of what you love to do. 
So as long as you have that context, now you're making that connection. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, one gentleman I interviewed, he is a realtor, but he's like, I love soccer. So he plays soccer and through that soccer hobby of his, he's able to close so many deals because people playing with him, like, hey, I, you're a realtor. Hey, I'm looking at this house. Can you check it out for me? Or, you know, do you know a good place? So those connections, you you build that relationship with who you are personally. And then they're like, oh, you're good at this. Can you help me with this? I'm having this trouble kind of thing. Yep. It's that lockability factor. So people are like, oh my gosh, which hashtag should I use? What time mm -hmm. of day should I post? Blah, yeah. blah, and all this stuff. I'm not getting any sales. And I'm like, because it's not about that. Like people want to know you. They buy from people they like, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And that's why people come to you and like, hey, should I use this? Should I? Because you are so likable and you've created this safe space for them to be able to vulnerable, vulnerable and, you know, ask these questions that they can easily get an answer if they did the search, if they did the look. But it's, it's as leaders, it's so much easier to ask somebody who's kind of walked the path or kind of have, have access to resources. Sure, sure. You know, and it hasn't been like easy for me to kind of step into that because like yeah. growing up, I was heavily bullied, mm. um, heavily, heavily. Um, and I was super, I've always been super uncomfortable in my skin. Um, mm. and that's why I built unconventional leaders because I always felt, um, very outside the box. Like I had zero friends, like mm -hmm. growing up, literally I got beat up at a birthday party once oh my because God. they didn't want me there. <laughs> like that's my life. Like you talk about nerd, like that was oh me. God. So I always felt weird and, and uncomfortable being me. And so it's been really difficult for me and I still struggle with like, it's okay to be Southern and quirky and energetic and bouncy and, you know, just me like i'm i'm a very weird person mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to lean more into that but that doesn't come with a lot of kicking and screaming internally because in yeah. my mind i think no you need to be you're 33 years old and you have children you need to be a little more professional and mm -hmm. you know talk about how rich you are and how famous you are and how popular you are and how awesome your podcast you know how people do like they want to they want to be an influencer so they try yeah. to tell people how influential they are mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm showing up and i'm like dude i'm freaked out and i am i don't have it all together and you know it's yeah it's not an easy thing to do no um, it's not. And, and it's not a one-time thing i told somebody yesterday it's, you know beginning is one thing uh but you have to begin every day because mm -hmm. when you decide to start you don't start once you continually say yes to that dream and that vision and it's not like you begin your podcast and then it's all over with mm -hmm. that's just the beginning yeah you know it's just a starting you're just taking the first step you've got more steps to go a lot of steps. A lot of steps. <laughs> um, like it reminds me of that scene from Kung Fu Panda where he has to <laughs> go up the steps. Kung Fu Panda is the best. It's the best. All right, man. This is this is this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we 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 connect and talk online um, in one way or another. But then when you have this one-to-one, -one, you know, you're now focused on one conversation and having that mm -hmm. deep connection. I think it, it really brings people together. Yep. And this is my favorite part of the podcast. Like everything else, 
can be automated. <laughs> and I've spent a lot of time trying to create, create automations and, and create ways to, okay, how can I minimize the time that I spend on this? Yep. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun discovering those, those avenues and those journeys. And, and it's been, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Amen to that. So now that we've got the journey part and motivation part out of the way, let's do some fun stuff. Let's do it. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? That I haven't ever got into that mm -hmm. I wish I had? Yeah. I wish I would have gotten into dancing. Mm -hmm. I love to dance. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrible at it, <laughs> but I don't care. Like, I oh. think what a great exercise. It's fun. I like music. I pursued music for a while, but I wasn't very good at it. And mm -hmm. I was like told multiple times, you don't need to do this, yeah. which hurt my feelings. But <sighs> dancing, you don't have to be good at music. You can just like flop around. Yeah. And I would have loved to have done that. I never did. I've never taken a lesson. I've never done anything. Well, you are teaching some moves on TikTok, so, you know. Oh, those are good, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. That's my calling in life, didn't those I? Awesome. <laughs> There's still time. There's still yeah. time. What did you want to be when you were a child? A figure skater mm -hmm. and the president of the United States, equally. Um, so figure skater because they were graceful and beautiful, mm -hmm. but then the president because they were in charge. Mm -hmm. And I liked the idea of both of those. A graceful and charged president. Yep. So a president who could like figure skate while they yeah. leave, that would have been my ideal job. I'm sure that can, that can be arranged. I'll, I'll call some people. <laughs> why not? You know, I mean, wow. <laughs> Country's seen enough. Like we might as well just go there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite TV shows, Walking Dead. Oh. Uh, Hands down, slash the office, which are the most two bipolar things in the world. You have mm -hmm. Dead Sandy and you have Dwight Schrute on one side, but they're both amazing. Um, favorite movie, I love The Pursuit of Happiness a oh lot. I love Will Smith and I love the whole dialogue with his son. And like, you can be anything. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like a big old baby crying in that thing. It's just a good old movie. It's a great movie. That is an amazing movie. And I think that one is on one of my top. 10 lists as well because it shows the journey the struggle the that story. every person goes through in one way or another and this is the thing if he would have quit or gave mm -hmm. up no one would have blamed him it wasn't like giving up and quitting is the hard part and that's the thing with this stuff is we you know no one's asking you no one's blaming you like no. there is nothing pushing you to do some of this stuff and it's yeah almost unrealistic and that's what makes it so hard because it's easy for us to say no to bad things or wrong things mm -hmm. but when we have to say no to good things for something greater that's yeah. when it gets a little crazy because there's yeah. no realism there and that's what mm -hmm. i love about that movie is he could have quit and he probably should have like we wouldn't have blamed him like no. he had a he had a horrible time so yeah, yeah. no that's a powerful one and then for the tv shows walking dead i've been watching that religiously and then i stopped because i just couldn't <gasps> handle i couldn't handle somebody else in charge that's a traitor you can't say that but but you listen you have to stick with it till the I end i went back right i so i went, i okay. took a break i took a break 
and it had to do with mo- you know I lost I I got myself fired and and uh, bunch mm-hmm. of things. But I went back. It's not the most uplifting show to watch during that time. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shoot. That's going bad. My, my real life is going bad. This yeah, that's, is that's not the it's, so, it's. I was in Walking Dead. You know that? No. Yeah. So this past season, season 10, I was mm-hmm. on it seven episodes. Um, and it was like the time of my life. And so mm-hmm. here's, here's, here's a really good point. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, digital marketing, all this stuff. So this is so silly. I have a business that's online, which has given me the opportunity to be a zombie when I wanted to. If that's not your motivation to go digital, y'all. Yeah. Like I remember getting a call and they're like, hey, do you want to be a zombie on The Walking Dead? And I'm like, well, I'm going to cancel my meetings tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like driving there. It Please, was so yes. cool. Yeah. It was the experience. So yeah. Seven that's that's friggin' awesome. I'll have to look it up. I had the opportunity to be on FBI the TV show the the wow, season premiere cool. for season two. Um, so I heard about backstage.com a few years mm-hmm. ago and I was like, mm-hmm. let me get it. It's only a hundred bucks. Yeah. And my, my buddy who's a theater artist, he's, he's into all sorts of things. He's like, dude, check out backstage. I'm in New York doing TV shows and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, let me check it out. So my first gig that I got on there was to be a patient for Kaiser Permanente ad. My second thing was a a baby boomer who's looking for a retirement plan. So I'm like I'm I'm like 55 and older. I'm on a beach, you know, walking with my old wife, and you know I've got it's it's like a retirement ad. And then no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I saw this thing for um, they're looking for you know somebody Middle Eastern, and this thing is New York, and it's a it's an extra it's it's an extra role, right? I was like, all right, I'll go. So I drove overnight to New York and stayed at my cousin's house. Then the next morning I, you know, got up and, and went on set. And then I had this long thing that you wear, you know, the Saudis, the Arabs wear. So I was like, I have this thing. It's like, oh, all right, perfect. Nobody else has that. You put it on. <laughs> so in the first two minutes of the first episode of season two, uh, two for FBI. You'll see me like walking as 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 this explosion, you know. It's the aftermath of this explosion at this. You remember Egyptian season restaurant. two, episode what? Yeah. You remember so, which episode it was? It's the first episode. The first episode of yeah. season two. I'll have yeah. to look that up. That's hilarious. It's like two minutes, not even two minutes, maybe like thirty seconds that I'm in there. I'm like, oh, that's I, me. <laughs> I think that's cool. I, I think it's cool. So, I mean, how many people can say that? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, I was on, I was on FBI. Uh, what's also cool is, so I love acting or I love being, you know, on either side of the camera because it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do. It's collaborative. And that's it what is. I really miss right now within our space is mm-hmm. it's so like, okay, we connect all the time on Zoom. Yeah. We're, but it's different when you have like 100 people working on one project, bringing in all their geniuses. It's such a cool thing. I'm the same way. If I could yeah. like do that full time, I think. So what's awesome is that I'm connected. I connected with a lot more actors after that. And I was like, all right, let's hear your story. And there's, there's one gentleman. And 
he was a corporate, you know, he, he was a corporate, he had a corporate job for the longest time. And he's like, I had a dream to be in the commercial, like in TV. So she, he told his wife, I want to do TV. So she's like, nobody's going to pick you up. So anyways, he got the role to be the spokesperson, spokesperson for Advil. And that ad played for ages, right? And then he got, <laughs> anyways, one time he he's watching um, House of Cards and he's like, I want to be on that show. So he called up his agent, season two, he is the speaker of the house <laughs> in the movie, so in the TV show. So yeah, you just got to put, like, like we said, you know what we're talking, we just got to put your mind to it to be able to get to that next level. And we have so many resources available too. Google. Master, yeah, Google, masterclass.com has all these acting courses, which is super cheap. I mean, you want to learn from Jamie Lewis, Jack, you know, Jamie What's his name? Samuel Jackson, Samuel not Jamie. Jackson. Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson and YouTube too. YouTube, YouTube is cool. and there's yeah. a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of acting podcasts. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so we we talked about movies and TV shows and and what we live love about it. All right, this one you're gonna love. What movie would you choose if you get to play a character in it? What movie would I choose? Um, probably the queen princess in Braveheart. Mm. A, she gets to wear some badass dresses. Mm -hmm. B, she's a ruler and she's like a total like leader woman. So again, going to that grace and ruling thing. I I like, I like that. I like that little balance there. So it would definitely be like a medieval. There'd be swords and there'd Mm -hmm. have battles and stuff. Nice. I like it. Plus, Mel Gibson's there. How cool is that? (laughs) Exactly. Anytime you get to play with Mel Gibson, I mean, his movies are are some of the the best ones. What a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? really watch superhero movies this is hard for me i know and I, you have all that stuff back there <laughs> i mean i think i would just have to say like wonder woman just because i have wonder woman gear i have mm-hmm. wonder woman cups and t-shirts and all that stuff but i've never i think i've only i've only seen batman and spider-man but i've never seen any other superhero movies any can you believe that are you mad at me now um, i am pretty <laughs> sad <laughs> Hey, you stopped watching Walking Dead, so we're even. I know. We're even, I guess. <laughs> Last question. Sure. If you were a board game, what would it be? Catan. I didn't another, have to think about that. Another that Settlers creepy? of Catan. That is pretty creepy. We love Settlers of Catan in this house. Oh. Like, you come over, we mm-hmm. chit-chat for a minute, we're nice, then the game face comes on, and you're like our enemy. <laughs> and we get crazy like we had when brown and i got married we married a long time like i don't know <laughs> uh we, we started hosting game nights at our house uh we would do one about every month and we would have so many people come over that we would have several games going mm-hmm. in the house people and when we moved here to georgia like one of the first things we did 
is we went around to our neighbors and brought them like cookies and introduced ourselves. And we just randomly said, so did y'all play Catan? <laughs> None of them did. So yeah, but I love that game. So how many, um, what's that word? Add-ons do you have for Catan? I think we have all of them. There okay. was one that we really didn't get into. I forgot the name of it. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of the more recent ones. We have all the add-ons. We have the extensions. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. With oh, my God. Somewhere. We have the game. Like, it's bad. It's very nerdy. <laughs> There's this one guy who made a Catan board all out of wood. Yep. Seen like, those. Those are cool. So amazing. If I had a laser printer or a laser or a laser cutter yeah i would make those things all day long because the, they have the tables we have our own card holders that are made okay. out of wood yeah it's pretty cool nice. oh, i love that game love it got it. me all excited now <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan it's it's the perfect thing to do i mean uh my one of my colleagues posted a picture of her of a home and think about weekend plans <laughs> Weekend travel plans, you know, you got the living room, bedroom, dining room, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to make a version where, you know, take the living room and, and call it the home theater or, you know, your theater and then put movies. And then in the kitchen, you have the gourmet meal experience. <laughs> I love that. And the dining, cool. right? So in, in the car, you can, I'm going to go to the shop today. Anyways. Um, Work. It's it's yes, it's pretty awesome. What's your favorite game? I have to know that real quick. My favorite game? Board game. Board game. Um I like Settlers of Catan. Um it takes too long and we have a two year old. So yeah. it takes a while <laughs> to set that I up. Get it. Mm -hmm. Um but one of my favorite board games I think would be I haven't played a lot, a whole lot of them in a while. Uh, there's a Walking Dead one. Board game. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would play Katana all day if I can. Yeah. We I, we actually. So at work, I was uh, I was in Colorado for a while, and my wife had moved to Virginia already, and. I would I would tell I would tell my colleagues, hey, let's play Catan after hours. <laughs> so I yeah. brought the board game, and we set it up, and we we had some fun. This is a fun game. But yeah, um, that one Monopoly is another one. But 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 did you know that there's at least a thousand new board games coming out every every month? No, I didn't. Yeah. Wow, that's just crazy. like. Just like there's 3,000 to 4,000 new books. I, mean, I think that number is a lot bigger every month. Board games are That's in its same. own industry. That's interesting. I yeah. never even thought about that, but you're right. Wow. Mm -hmm. hmm. Somebody said that I wish I would love to be a board game that's soccer. And I found him a soccer board game. Like here, you can go play this game. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where can my audience find you? And I know where to find you, but yeah. for the podcast listeners. Yeah. So I'm at Heather Parody everywhere. So if you put in Heather Parody into anything, you'll find me. Beautiful. And Heather's also the 
show host for Unconventional Leaders, an amazing podcast. So be sure to check that one out. Heather, thank you so much for your time. This was so awesome. It was so fun. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Love it. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests. Today's was just crazy and I've got the most fun birthday wishes yet through LinkedIn voice messages. Here's my friend, Erica Atkins. Hello, 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 my friend. I am sending you birthday wishes. So here we go. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. May this day be special. May you take time out to... Well, just gather your heart and share all the love that you have to give. Happy birthday. Bye-bye.